0: Hello and welcome to episode number 478 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carlos and in this week's show, Air Force One, well it's costing more and more money. Orion Air are considering cancelling a certain big max order and also... Armando takes a look at uh, private jets flying higher than commercial aircraft. In the military news this week, it is all about, uh, well, it's all about the 757. Well, Matt will love that one. And uh, also, we take a look at the first uh, protector drone arriving at RAF Waddington. Uh, So, well he 's joining me this week just about he 's back in the studio after having last Friday off but it's safe to say that I think you know I did score a brownie point because matt didn 't have to edit the show last week at all uh, uh, Matt was that right
1: I know I, I still to this very moment
0: cannot believe that that was the case I know I, I was so hap- I was so happy when I left yours last week I, I think I even said to uh, to mama smith you know i 've just completed the show without any um
1: technical faux pas or anything like yeah. that yes no one is more astounded than me i can assure you of that but uh, well done sir in I stark contrast did. to me where it's been a car a car crash trying to get on air and all sorts today oh. so uh, there we are never mind karma's <laughs> but, a wonderful thing isn't it <laughs> i know i know but yeah, anyway you're you're fine you're
0: there that you're hang
1: there hang on a minute slight technical moment here in the studio uh alexa studio lights on please
0: Ah, very. Thank you. Very good. That'll He's help. just turned the lamp on in my office here. <laughs> Thanks for that, Matt. Always a pleasure. Never a chalk. Oh dear. Well, Nev is unfortunately not with us this week. He is busy sunning himself in his budgie smugglers uh, across over in the Canary Islands, isn't he, Matt? He's away this week. I- I'll say uh, yes to but, that. Uh, he'll be. Uh, he'll be hopefully back uh, next week on the show. And, uh, also Armando is unfortunately not able to be with us uh, tonight as well. He's busy flying. Well, he's flying everything. I think he's actually, he's flying the plus, isn't he, Matt? I think he said to the group. Again, he's... you're asking me things that oh, yeah. you think I should know the answer to. I forget. Not, Matt not doesn't <laughs> look at the show notes. Matt doesn't look at the group messages. And Never going to Anyway, happen. Never but happen. Uh, hopefully he'll be back next week as well. Nick, you are with us. So hello, Nick. Welcome back as
2: always. Evening, Carlos. Yes, yeah, so it was uh, the Pilatus today. Um, Armando was heading down to Key West. Oh, yes. I did ask him he to was, get some yeah. key lime pie, but he said he was having a quick turnaround. So what does that mean?
1: Man. Is that a euphemism for something? Did I miss the memo?
0: Key lime pie, Matt? Come <laughs> oh, on.
2: No, the, the quick turnaround. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, that was a euphemism. Well, it's, quite <laughs> it's one of my favourite. I love key lime pie, actually. Yeah. If Mm. I
1: feed it to to one of my friends, uh,
2: we have to take him to hospital, so... uh... Oh, crikey. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
3: Well,
2: good to see you, Nick. Yeah, you too. I had a week off last week, so it's nice to be back. Good to see
0: you. Oh, good. Good to see you. Uh, Joining us this week as well, Super Sub number one. We've got two Super Subs on the show this week. Uh, He's back again joining us. It is our uh, official uh, Airbus captain. It is, of course, it can only be one person. It's the man who owns his own pub. Literally, at home. It's Andy. Hello again. It's become a very regular occurrence, hasn't it? <laughs> well, Armando did warn you, Andy, that this is how it all starts. I'm we need to speak in. to HR Sorry, about getting you.
2: him on the payroll.
0: On the what now? Oh, yeah. So, Pierre would be nice. I've done a lot of these with not even expenses. <laughs>
4: well, I'd speak it's to, great your great agent. to be again.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah I, absolutely, yeah.
0: I, th- I think it would be easier, Matt, if we paid Andy in
2: beer...
1: Uh, well, not, no, there's no point. He's got his own pub. What would be the point oh, of that?
2: Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> ah. Pay me, me and beer, if you like. Okay. okay. Checks, checks, travelers' cheques, anything.
0: Do you now? Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and joining us tonight, it gives me great pleasure to welcome back. He's not been on for a blooming long while, but he's one man who would give a Castlebane 4X for a pint of Foster's.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's Grant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
1: you were, are... Were comp- you trying to catch me throwing up or something? D- I, I could say, yeah. <laughs> Grant, please feel free to leave after that. That <laughs> is right. outrageous.
3: Did, 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 did you realise the only place where Foster's is made is in the UK? Yeah. We kicked it out of Australia. You can find it here, but it's... Yeah, it's... It's australian for get out mate we don't want you no more yeah so uh yeah wow uh yeah forex Uh, it's it's six o'clock in the morning mate i had my beers last night Um, (laughs) i picked up a new keg from my son who is the award-winning home brewer these days that's no way to talk about
1: producer john
3: (laughs) (laughs) well i wasn't going to mention it (laughs) yes you have a visitor with you don't you but uh you're... yeah i do which <laughs> is one of the reasons why my backdrop is not my usual studio full of aircraft <laughs> models and things like that but
0: it's it's great to see you uh and What's and what's, you been go- what's been going on in the world of mccarran
3: work 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 work, etc um oh and a little bit of fun uh, i am now a current hot air balloon pilot again <laughs> um yeah went out and did that i know right um, it is no longer safe to be anywhere um, excellent a Benista- anything in the air, yes, birds too um, so that was <laughs> that was really good fun. It was great to get back on the uh, on the burners and get back in the air so did that um, yeah, but otherwise, a lot of stuff going on at day job, um, aeronautical information for the wind um, <laughs> i t systems and things like that, so that 's always good fun helping to uh, ensure aircraft get from where they're supposed to be to where they're supposed to be and approach and depart in the dark and rain which we've had a bit of down here in melbourne a little lately don't so talk I mean, to me yeah. about rain <laughs> don't talk First, to me um, about rain yeah i know have you built your ark yet <laughs> yeah i'm um, working on it yeah <laughs> excellent excellent and um, of course the other big news down here uh, not for me personally but uh, for the plane crazy down under kind of world is that uh, producer steve uh, aka steve visher is uh, he likes to say it's good to be here. In fact, right now it's good to be anywhere. Right now, well, yes, uh, he's uh, on the mend. As I think all of you now know, mm. he uh, yeah had a little bit of a surprise on Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon. He wasn't really. He was on the way to work and dropped into the doctor, and next thing you know, he's in hospital and winds up with a triple bypass. So anyhow,
1: uh, as you do,
3: he's out. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, I know, right? It's, um, yeah. And if you if you go to proceedaspect one word dot com. That'll redirect to his blog where he's written about it. And it's uh, interesting to read, but he's um, getting checked out. He's allowed to drive cars and he's on the way back towards driving trains again. And that will be a wonderful thing for him. So very, very happy that uh, Steve is on the mend and starting to climb the walls of boredom because he can't get out and do things as much as he'd like. But, yeah, getting there.
0: Yeah, you know, i think nice. that was one of the things i was going to say was uh, how is uh, how is steve we've uh, we did yeah. uh we'll about him i'm not sure all the community as well have all been you know wondering how steve has been getting on so it's good to hear he's getting back to full strength
3: yeah yeah it's good to have him back i mean we managed to get an episode out despite him um, <laughs> despite his best efforts got... <laughs> yeah. i mean it's an extreme right?
1: length to go to to get out of a recording isn't it <laughs>
3: Well, the fun part was the after he'd had the, the mild heart attack and we, he was in the hospital waiting to get the op, oh, Kit and I went over to visit him, and as we're there, his wife Kathy comes in, and I just immediately looked at Steve and said, well, that's a hell of a way to get the four of us back together and well, have a in quite. person, because we hadn't for months. Right. So, yeah, but no, it's um, yeah, it's yeah, it's all good.
0: So, we better say hello to everyone who's joined us in the live YouTube chat room this evening. I'm going to say hello to Lee Davies. He was in there bright and early this evening. Uh, Richard Adams is also in there. Nick Codling, he's uh, also in the chat room. Hello, Nick. <laughs> uh, Dirk S. Hello to you, Dirk. Mazous, our local listener, Mazus, is also in there. Grinner. Hello, Grinner. Uh, good to see you richard is in there as well got a special mention for richard coming up later on the show actually uh we've got uh, grant mccarran is also in there oh hello grant nice to see you in the chat room alex is in there is there anyone
1: well. in the chat room who isn't on this call right uh, now.
0: captain jeff is great interesting name there i think from uh from neil yes neil is there Change his name. Uh, Cat Ridiculous Wits, hello to you as well. Masha, good to see you, Masha, in the chat room. Uh, Bill is also in there. Neil as well. Good to see you, Neil. Uh, let me just make sure I don't miss anyone out. Of- at all. Let me scroll down. Make sure I don't miss anyone. No, I think I think I missed one. Anyway, thanks everyone for tuning in this evening in the uh, YouTube chat room. Don't forget, if you listen listening to us as an audio show, we are on YouTube every Friday night from seven o'clock. Okay. And while you're there, click that subscribe and bell icon as well to be notified when we are live on a Friday night. So we've got tons to get through tonight, including uh, the answer for the quiz that we set last week on the show. If you missed out on that, you've still got time to enter. Just find the details over on our Facebook page. You can enter the show by emailing us your answer. Uh, but in the meantime, if everyone is ready to go with some commercial news, sure. Let's go. The
2: captain has yeah. turned on the seatbelt light. Please take your seats so you and fasten your seatbelts. <laughs>
0: Nice news story this week comes to us from edition.cnn and uh, it's all back to the old air force one debacle again uh, boeing has now lost more than one billion dollars on each of the president's new jets uh, boeing on wednesday this week reported another 482 million pounds in red ink on the contract to retrofit two 747s for the next generation presidential plane. Boeing has now lost more than $1 billion on each of the two jets. The company has been reporting losses on the planes for years, as CEO Dave Coolhorn admitted last year that the company should never have signed the contract with Air Force to produce the jets for $3.9 billion. Supply costs have also soared since then, and the delivery date has been continually pushed back. Boeing took $1.45 billion in losses on the planes last year and $318 million in 2021. Air Force One, they said, is just going to have to call a very unique moment, a very unique negotiation, a very unique set of risks that Boeing probably shouldn't have taken, Colquhoun said. Uh, when discussing the $660 million of those losses reported at the time, but where are where are where that where are we uh, the company said the latest loss on the program is a result of engineering changes labor instability as well as the resolution of negotiations with one of its suppliers Well, it doesn't mention the paint job there that they messed around with, does it? Uh, Very often, higher costs on defence contracts can be passed on to taxpayers in the US. But under pressure from then-President Donald Trump, who was threatening to cancel the contract for the planes, Boeing agreed to a fixed-price contract on the two new jets. In a fixed-price environment, any unplanned hurdles can introduce unrecoverable costs, Colhoun told Investors Wednesday. At the end of the day, he said, we have two planes to build, we're getting past these hurdles, and are committed to delivering two exceptional planes for our customer. Technically, the program is known as the vc 25 B, since the famous Air Force One designation is reserved for when the president is actually on board the aircraft and when it's on the ground, uh, let alone under construction. The latest loss on Air Force One jets is only a fraction of the losses reported by the troubled aircraft manufacturer, which has reported losses in all but two quarters since early 2019. Losses at the company now total $25.5 billion since the grounding of its 737 MAX jets 20 months ago, starting in March of 2019 following the fatal crashes we all talked about. Uh, The story goes on. Um, It's, you know, I I just want to see these aircraft in the sky, to be fair. You know, it's been going on a long while now. And what with the paint changes that I think... um, um, the previous President Trump suggested the color changes it was it a, I'm sure it was a red color he chose wasn't it on the um, grant you'll probably know this I think it was a red uh, color
3: from memory, I believe you're right on that yeah. but uh yeah, look, this is poor Boeing, oh dear, between the k c forty six and this you know they're being taken to the cleaners for you know multiple justifiable reasons in some ways uh, but you know, we'll see if they can turn the corner and come on around because, yeah, once, once they get um, over this one, then I'm sure I'm sure there will be... Right, now that it's operational, cha-ching, cha-ching, ching will be the sound of every, <laughs> every dollar going to Boeing's coffers as that aircraft flies past.
0: Yeah. I mean, the pictures Matt put up on there, um, it, it does look really nice in the original uh, Air Force yeah. colours, I think. Well, part of the problem
3: is it's a civilian aircraft. That they're yeah. trying to make across the military so they've had to redo wiring they've had to do, redo all sorts of systems and it doesn't have air to air refueling no. they can't stay up there for ages like the current ones do and that's a big part of the current ones is they just refuel and the president's up there so yeah it's it's an interesting one all round.
1: So for- forgive my, I don't know, daft question, I suppose, here, and I'm sure there will be strong arguments for this, but what is, wh- why, is the, um, why is there a desperation to change Air Force One other than the fact that somebody wants a shiny new toy?
3: Because it's old and it costs a lot of money per flight hour to keep it in but, the air. But it's the President um, ham- of the ham- United
1: <laughs> States. I mean, surely they don't care about that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you'd think, but they're trying to fight wars on multiple fronts. They're okay. uh, trying, like, I don't know if you've seen how NASA's budget is now going down the toilet. Oh, is it? Um, there's, oh, they, well, I'm going to say something really controversial oh, here. Oh, oh um,
2: no,
3: <laughs> I know, right? It's me. Um, <laughs> yeah. That uh, there's a, a number of people just waiting for the US to default. Um, oh really? Yeah, they, they're, they're not. Like floating in cash, mate. Oh. Um, it's 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 like you know the family's living from paycheck to paycheck and going backwards. Well, that's the U.S. at the moment. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to get shot. But um, <laughs> look, they they just can't keep throwing money at aircraft that may not have the reliability as well. I mean, how many 747-200s do you see out there flying civilian? True. None. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? You know. Um, so yeah that's that's a major factor so they need to replace it they had to have a four engine jet and they couldn't have an a380 or an a340 or anything like that you know perish the thought of the president of the free world flying around on a supposedly european aircraft that is you know know i mean let's face it airbus aircraft have a number of us components and Mm. there's an a320 assembly line in in mobile in alabama um so you know these are things to think about. Um, but yeah, they need a new aircraft. They've got to have that reliability. I'm sure David Vanderhoof will be uh, giving me a yell and going, no, Grant, you missed a, this, this, this and this. But <laughs> That's what friends are for. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, but it's, it's economics. They have to do it.
0: So going to move on to a very another another sad story for Boeing. Matt, you've got the next one uh, all about obviously story number two, Ryan there. And um, yeah, this this is another knock for Boeing. Indeed, indeed. Uh, it's simpleflying.com is the source on this one, and the
1: headline: Ryanair considering cancelling Boeing 737 Max orders. Um, the uh, while Ryanair CEO is known for being vocal, he has claimed that if Boeing's deliveries for the ultra low-cost carriers uh, 737 max orders continue to be delayed the airline might reject their delivery the airline expects to receive up to 57 no later than April 2024 that's really not far away is it if they've not had uh, very many O'Leary is sceptical about receiving the latest aircraft on time given Boeing's latest delayed delivery forecast which outlines the manufacturers that the manufacturer may only deliver 375 uh, 400 uh, between 300 and 400 new aircraft globally. Ryanair has outlined that the continued delays have already been predicted to hit hard on the airline's European winter schedule which the carrier claimed may disrupt up to 1.4 million passengers across the continent. Boeing is yet to comment as to whether the delivery delays are going to affect the Ryanair delivery deadline. The usual outspoken O'Leary has reiterated the importance of receiving new aircraft on time to facilitate its continued growth and maintain low fares. The airline is also looking to capitalise on many grounded Airbus aircraft due to the Pratt & Whitney engine faults. With the airline's CEO unconvinced he will receive the ordered aircraft on time, O'Leary recently spoke with the Telegraph and expressed his frustration. Boeing needs to get its act together and start delivering these aircraft on time. I had a lot of sympathy for Boeing. The MAX was grounded for two years but that was two years ago. It's time for them to go. Go get their beep together and start delivering these aircraft sorry we're not gonna we're not gonna turn this suddenly into the uh, covid inquiry obviously that was uh, broadcast on the radio here in full in the uk that was quite a shock when i tuned into radio 4 at half past 10 on a <laughs> on a thursday morning uh <laughs> get these aircraft delivered they're saying. Ryanair has also been expecting up to 27 new 737 MAX aircraft before the end of the year however more recent reports have outlined that the carrier will likely only take a possession of 14 new aircraft that is not going to please him at all is it? According to data from CH Aviation the ULCC is still awaiting 84 of its 737 MAX 8200 aircraft in total. However, 57 were contractually expected by the end of May next year. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... It's all bluster. Is it, do you think? Well, he won't. Where well, else which, is going to get one? aircraft from? <laughs> well, yes, I suppose, yeah. Uh, yeah. The
4: Airbus production line is rammed until the end of this decade, minimum. Um. He's not going to change fleet that costs too much money yeah and,
1: one the, Gravity, they, and they, haven't got, sh- they haven't got the infrastructure for for like you know so say they suddenly decided right okay we're going to get airbus ones i, I know you're saying that you know there's similar problems with well, airbus as well but i mean it's not like they're, they're they're not even set up in terms of maintenance or anything are they at this station they certainly won't well they are get oh are they
4: yeah because the Ryanair group have louder they're on louder
1: yeah yeah
4: but if they really want to, they can just move aircraft from all the subsidiaries that they've got to fill the gaps. It's mm. just Michael O'Leary being Michael O'Leary and yeah. trying to get some money
1: out of Boeing, essentially. <laughs> they got they haven't got any. <laughs> Who Boeing or um or um
0: Boeing? What? Haven't got any. They haven't got any. They can't allow. Them, I mean, they'll be they'll be giving away the aircraft next. Oh, here yeah, here's a seven three seven max. How much? Yeah, I'll, oh, give it to you for three pound fifty. Yeah yeah half a packet of yeah. quivers and a curly whirly yeah right, okay, brodo <laughs> chocolate, you know here we go of course yes yeah yeah, yeah. no i i he isn't going to cancel it, and plus the fact, don't forget as well that when you look at the fleet Ryanair's fleet, you know some of those original dash eight hundreds now are, are getting quite long in the tooth, and they have probably done more rotations than the earth around the sun, I expect some of those seven threes, so yeah. They'll they'll be they'll be buying they'll be buying them. Don't you don't you worry, uh, Andy. Uh, you yes. have got uh, the next story uh, over at Heathrow.
4: I have yes, and this is from SimpleFlying.com. This is uh, London Heathrow Airport is set to revive third runway plans next year. London Heathrow Airport appears to be eyeing a resumption of its plans to construct a third runway amid a resurgence in demand, according to its chief financial officer. Following an array of pandemic-induced setbacks, the stalled campaign to grow Heathrow's operational capacity may resume in the new year, CFO Javier Echevert has confirmed. In a Bless statement you. shared with The Telegraph, he noted Heathrow's continued pandemic recovery, as well as new CEO Thomas what apparent plans to reopen communications with the surrounding community and passengers at the airport on a potential expansion a detailed update is not expected until early 2024 according to the independent um and he clarified the airport's current focus is on returning to profit heathrow airport anticipates hitting its pre-pandemic peak of 80.9 million yearly passengers in 2024 though current forecasts project around 79.3 million passengers by the end of 2023. The airport's previous infrastructure plans, announced back in 2019, would see an investment of 14 Billions—that's so that's 17 billion US dollars, to construct a full-length runway northwest of the campus, a new terminal building on the site of Terminal 3 and improved infrastructure around the region. According to Heathrow, the expansion would provide capacity for an additional 260,000 annual flights, over a 50% increase on its current limitation of 480,000 movements. Despite being given the go-ahead by the UK government in 2018, Heathrow's expansion plans have been controversial, garnering criticism from nearby residents, airlines and environmental groups over the impact of further growth in the surrounding area. Uh, and The project also received a notable setback in 2020 following a ruling by the uh, UK Court of Appeal that the expansion violated the Paris Climate Agreement, but this uh, verdict was overturned later that year by
0: the Supreme Court. So they've still got plenty of hurdles to get round. <laughs> no doubt about that, and I'm surprised that um, you know they've still they still want to go ahead with this. You know, it's been going on, dragging on for so long now. It just seems like for years. I think I think they were talking about this, Matt, when we had our very first visit all those years ago at um, Heathrow with with um, Adam, mm. and they were talking about the runway expansion back then, and that really? was that was a fair few years ago. We we first um, yeah, you true. Know, like, so, very true. The the only way to truly expand Heathrow is to co- it's going to cause a
2: lot of pain for people because you're going to have to knock down houses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was one of the things I was interested about. Actually, was when you look at essentially what they'd be looking at doing is knocking down all of the kind of hotels and stuff that run alongside the airport, <laughs> as well as quite a big um, area of housing and the actual level of upheaval that it would create to that part of london um i don't know do we think it's worth it you know Definitely obviously from down a... the hotels some of those are shocking along that
4: <laughs> i've stayed but in, in several of them and they're awful
2: in terms of obviously from a the point of view of heathrow just want more people through the airport don't they because it, yeah. they make yeah. more money that way Yeah, but if you oh, so...
1: knock down all the hotels then that's not gonna help mm. Is yeah, it? i mean sort. it's
4: huge yeah, there's a lot of independent car parks along that boundary as well. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you want to expand to get more people in, but you're removing the like, area yeah. where
3: people can park. Yeah. Mm. Well, I oh, mean, but they're going to come in on EV tolls, train, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah sure why not
3: Uh, let's
0: let's let's go traveling on on, traveling on the high speed train the hst
1: come on we're getting very political all of a sudden let's move on shall we
0: Uh, (laughs) okay (laughs) let's move on uh nick do you want to take the next one all about the uh private jets yeah so we
2: were gonna have this was one that actually armando uh put in and i think he was gonna do this one but Ended up flying one instead. Oh, as Uh, you do. (laughs) You know what he's like. Yeah. Um, So private jets are known for their luxury and convenience. But did you know they also fly higher than commercial planes? There are many reasons why private jets can reach altitudes of up to 51,000 feet, while most commercial planes stay between thirty and 40,000 feet. Here are some factors that make private jets soar above the rest. Uh, You might be curious about the cruising altitude of private jets in comparison to commercial planes. Typically, okay, we've just done this. Thank you, Simple Flying. I think this is wrong. Oh, no, my my bad. Interestingengineering.com. Yeah, most commercial aircraft operate approximately 35,000 feet um, and are certified to fly up to 41,000 feet. Certain wide body aircraft, such as the A380, A350, and Boeing 787 have higher certifications, reaching up to 43,100 feet. Uh, okay, we're getting into the nerdy weeds now. Um, like the 787-10, A350-1000, uh, but both rated lower at 41,100. Okay, well, I don't think we quite need to go into that level of detail. Um, most medium and large private jets typically operate at altitudes higher than this often surpassing the altitude due to reduced air traffic and fewer restrictions um many aircraft including the gulfstream g 650 and 650 er the bombardier bombardier matt uh bombardier
1: bombardier, how dare you
2: (laughs) you're welcome well that i didn't expect Uh, <laughs> uh Global Express wow. or Challenger jets, Cessna Citation X and the Dassault Fol- Falcon 7X have maximum ratings of 51,000 feet. Uh, on the other hand, the Embraer Legacy and uh, Praetor jets, how are we saying that? Uh, along with the Cessna Citation Longitude and Excel jets have a slightly lower rating, 45,000. So safety is a paramount concern for all aircraft, but private jets have more flexibility regarding regulations and systems. In the case of cabin depressurization, commercial planes have to descend quickly to a safe altitude below 10,000 feet with enough oxygen for passengers. This requires special design features and and safety equipment, such as oxygen masks and emergency slides. Private jets, however, can descend faster and have different levels of cabin pressurisation and oxygen supply. They also have less risk of fuselage damage from engine failure, as their aircraft engines are located at the plane's rear, away from the pressurised cabin. Flying at higher altitudes also benefits performance and fuel economy. At higher altitudes, the air is thinner and cooler, which improves the efficiency of jet engines and reduces fuel consumption. Of course, this has to be balanced against the fuel required to reach those altitudes, which is more of an issue for heavier commercial planes. Private jets also have engines with lower bypass ratios, which means they use more air from the engine's core rather than the fan around it. This optimizes the, the performance at higher altitudes. Private jets are designed to be agile and efficient with a higher power to weight ratio than commercial planes. And I think that this is the key to it, really. Um, This means they can climb faster and maintain higher speeds at higher altitudes, where the air is thinner and offers less resistance. Commercial aircraft, on the other hand, are heavier and bulkier with more passengers and cargo on board. They also need more enormous wings to support their weight at higher altitudes. Which is why some models, such as the Boeing 777X, have folded wings to save space on the ground. Weather and turbulence also affect the comfort and safety of flying. At 35,000 feet, commercial planes are already above most weather phenomena, although we'll get onto a really cool story about that in a minute. But they can still encounter turbulence from wind shear or jet streams, and this can be unpleasant for passengers and crew as well as cause structural stress on the plane. Private jets can avoid these problems by flying even higher where the air is calmer and clearer. They also have more options to change course or altitude if they encounter bad weather or turbulence. Air traffic is another factor that affects the choice of altitude. Commercial planes must follow predefined flight paths and altitudes which are often crowded and congested. This can lead to delays and diversions as well as increased fuel burn and emissions. Private jets have more freedom to choose their routes and altitudes, which are usually less busy and more direct. This saves time and money, as well as reduces the environmental impact. So, as you can see, there are many reasons why private jets fly higher than commercial planes. Um, I think chiefly among them being essentially higher performance, which means they're able to go a little bit quicker, which allows them to go a little bit higher um Andy I, might I be like able to give claim... a slightly
4: more technical answer than me. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that the claim that these are more environmentally friendly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when, you're, when
4: you're carrying nine or 10 passengers versus yeah. 186 or 230. Yeah, let's not like look that. at the carbon footprint.
1: Yes, but what you're doing yeah. yeah, but what you're what you're missing the point there is you're you're carrying nine or 10 very important passengers. That's the difference. And
0: let's not forget <laughs> that a certain a certain member of this Zoom call is, is, is had the very, uh, has a, had the pleasure of flying in said business jet, haven't they, Matt Smith? I think, the lines, I think the, li- the line's gone dead. Sorry,
1: I, I, I... Yes. he's in a tunnel. <laughs> it, it,
3: it was only a Hawker, wasn't it? <gasps> oh,
0: um, <laughs> it was a very nice Hawker.
2: <laughs> you got, got the pronunciation right there. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Grew up in New Zealand. Hawker. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just trying to give you an out there, Matt. But yeah, you know, no, I mean, it's I know. Not
3: like it was a Gulfstream G six hundred and fifty or something. You know, they're, they're, trust me, they're rather I, nice. They're I, a beautiful aircraft.
1: I mean, I'd I'd love to I'd love to say that it was something that I knew and or understood any of those things that just came out of your mouth, but. Um... Yeah, it, well, was a, that it generally
3: it, happens whenever I'm talking. Don't <laughs> worry.
1: <laughs> it was it was a pretty plane. That's that's all I know. And to be it, 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 to to back up the power of this story beautifully, it was a 15, it was a seventeen minute flight, and I was the only passenger i mean yeah
0: but that's that's the, that's the killer bit in it you were the only passenger
3: yeah yeah carbon how much yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't we don't we we, we don't think about the thing. we don't Does think i we'll mean you had to pour that. your own gin and tonic man
1: it was oh, actually yeah it was oh, very very God. poor actually oh, I, was, I was furious oh. i was absolutely <laughs> furious <laughs> Wait, somebody had to open dinner. your own peanuts as well <laughs> yeah yeah no they no they oh. were uh there were crisps on board i have to say there were crisps there was there was no <laughs> there was no peanuts on board you're not allowed peanuts apparently because they're you know some people
3: are allergic to them so what what the only sole passenger yeah
1: well (laughs) yeah yeah, yes but the ones who come afterwards Uh, ah well (laughs) quite (laughs) yes so Uh, yes in answer to your question i did have a lovely flight on a lovely 17 minute flight on a private jet yes you're very lucky with armando as one of the two pilots taking very good care of me
0: And that is where the the word treat comes in, in full effect there. Not only were you on a business jet, you were being flown by our very own Armando. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, indeed.
0: Now, Grant, you have got the next story. He says, looking at him in the, his face, there looks shocked. Uh, that could be tricky. I don't have access to the show. Now. Okay, oh, all right. Okay. This is what
3: happens when you're last in the on. You just get to so, uh,
0: comment. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's a short story. It's okay. I'll I'll take the. Actually, no, I won't take this. I'll tell you what, Andy, as the resident oh. pilot in the uh, in the mix here, do you want to take this next story.
4: <laughs> yes. And I've got lots of issues with this
3: storm. Oh, oh, oh lovely. I, I'd be shocked if you didn't, mate.
4: <laughs> this is from uh, airlive.net. Uh, a powerful jet stream is currently pushing commercial aircraft up to the speed of sound. Mm. Ooh. Planes flying from east coast of Canada to Europe are taking benefits from a very strong jet stream. Several commercial flights from the US to the UK are reaching the ground speed of 660 knots, which is 1,222 kilometres per hour. Uh, British Airways Boeing 780... at Golf Sulu, Bravo, Lima, Foxtrot was reaching 660 knots when flying over Nova Scotia. At 20 degrees Celsius, the speed of uh, sound in air is about 343 metres per second, which is about 667 knots or 1,234 kilometres per hour or 767 miles per hour. There we go, there's the numbers. (laughs) Airspeed is the vector difference between the ground speed and the wind speed. On a perfectly still deer, the airspeed is equal to the ground speed. But if the wind is blowing in the same direction that the aircraft is moving, the airspeed will be less than the ground speed. Okay, that was a nice statement. Uh, the British Airways A350 from Las Vegas to London Heathrow took only eight hours and forty-five minutes, when it usually takes almost ten hours.
1: Okay, now before before you get into this, Andy, before you get into this, we've got no nev, but I feel like I need to play this just before we get started. <laughs>
3: Attention, to the final call for British Airways flight four seven five. Capacity, Mr. Neville Mounts. Your seat 1A is waiting
1: for you. Indeed. Like, g- go nuts!
4: <laughs> so at 20 degrees C, it is correct that the speed of sound is around 667 knots. But up at that altitude, it's around minus 53 degrees Celsius, so the speed of sound is much higher. So none of these aircraft were getting close to the speed of sound. And also, their true air speed won't have been anywhere near as high as their ground speed, so they're not actually travelling through that part of the air up towards the speed of sound.
3: There you are. That's my rant. And today on Plain <laughs> Physics UK. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. That, and it's totally justified and 100% correct. And <laughs> this is why now this same level of accuracy can also be found in all other parts of mainstream media. Remember that, kids. <laughs> Next time you're reading the news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. But, hey, there's one thing they didn't say in this story what's it going to be like going the other way <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah. oh it's yeah we got in at eight hours, eight hours instead of 10. yeah at
4: least you can enjoy
3: business class
4: for longer
3: yes yeah, oh that's, yes now that's a thought yeah. anything over two or three hours and it's business class for me mate yes yeah definitely i agree and you know and there's me taking carbon credits tearing them up yes i'm in business class <laughs> 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 yeah environment be damned why yes i do drive a gas guzzling car no i don't actually well the rx7 does chew a bit of fuel but that's because it's a rotary anyhow
0: <laughs> while he eats okay,
1: his peanuts it's all right i literally saw nick's eyes explode with a, a grin and like like hello <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking his language there
2: absolutely <laughs> can, we, can we look at some facts and figures if we may. So as as Andy said, it's all about the ground speed rather than the airspeed. So um, although it's not possible to break the sound barrier uh, because you've got a tailwind, so you're not actually um, exceeding the speed of sound, the the current record, um, I'm very pleased to say, is still held by British Airways 747 Woo-hoo! for a subsonic flight, um, which had a ground speed of 825 miles an hour so i always think next time you're on an airplane have a think about that when you're sipping your gin and tonic that you could be doing 800 miles an hour i think that's There was cool.
3: one time coming out of canberra back to melbourne that we were getting a ground speed of about i think it was 240 knots and that was because they'd gone to one runway at melbourne after we'd taken off from canberra so <laughs> to make sure that we weren't going into a holding pattern they just said slow down guys so i was talking to the tech crew after we landed and I'm like, guys, I had pretty much that same speed in a twin-engine reciprocating propeller Baron Beechcraft Baron the other day, and they're like, yeah, shut up, don't tell. It. We they were so bored on the flight deck. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, we're just sitting there going, are we there yet? Are we? Yeah, there yet? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Is this over? <laughs> yet? If, yeah. if I see the, the ground speed,
4: if I see the ground speed drop below 360 knots, I think, why am I bothering?
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> this <laughs> is going to that take was... forever. But basically, it was that or go into a holding pattern or be vectored for control or amusement. Yeah. So, Likewise,
4: right on approach, I've been flying into Keflavik before with 70-knot headwinds, and my ground
3: speed has been slower than a twin star that I used to fly a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you want to see real classic helicopter manoeuvring in a fixed wing, watch a ca- the good old days of a DHC-4 Caribou. Hang on. Was it the DHC-4? Yeah. Uh, the Caribou, anyhow. Trying to land into a stiff headwind, I watched one almost come down vertically over the threshold. He was, uh, it was a very good threshold, and he was having sorry headwind, and he was having some fun.
2: <laughs> There's quite a good uh, video on Instagram that I've seen. I think it's a Cessna 150 that's basically stationary. and and you can see it's just flying into a head it's not way it is flying but it's just not moving um and then eventually the pilot just thinks i'll stuff this and turns around and sort of flies back the other way because he's just not going anywhere
1: at three times the speed he
3: was yeah (laughs) yeah but but it's a
1: cessna
0: 150
2: you know i mean it's not going anywhere real quick anyhow yeah well we'll get onto that in the caption this oh
0: right yeah Oh, I hey, actually, I remember. I, awesome. I remember seeing that at uh, the air shows that me and Matt used to go to at um, Seething. Here, they had a a Cessna Bird Dog. Now, Grant, you'll know what the Cessna Bird Dog mm-hmm. is. Remember seeing that, and that had that was quite a windy day. Not not enough to stop the air show, but it was enough to make the Bird Dog look like it was just well, basically the Fighting. guy the guy would have gone faster if he had had an oar and kind of <laughs> you know. <laughs> Rode along through the air but yeah,
3: friend has done that out the window of a piper Cub as he was going past into a headwind as we were on the ground. He's gone out the side like he's rowing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> had the door down and everything. It was great.: Now, moving on. next story uh, comes to us from the Where we go for all of our,
1: yes, all of our...
0: And uh, it's another one of those stories. We haven't had one for a while, but disabled man drags himself off a plane after Air Canada fails. How could you fail to offer someone a wheelchair? Uh, Air Canada has been forced to apologise after a man with a, a cerebral palsy was forced to drag himself off an aircraft when the flagship carrier failed to provide him with a wheelchair. Rodney Hodg- Hod- Hodgin- Hodkins, Hodgins, At forty-nine, a hardware salesman from British Columbia, who requires the use of a motorized wheelchair, flew to Las Vegas with his wife to celebrate their anniversary in August. When the aircraft landed, the flight attendant told the couple there wasn't time to get a wheelchair on board before the plane had to depart for takeoff again. Uh, Mrs. Hodkins wrote in a recent Facebook post. One, the flight attendant said uh, he would have to pull himself off the plane alone. The couples at first thought she was joking. Uh, Then she repeated the request. I said, uh, of course I can't. I'm in a wheelchair, he said. I can't walk, he told the Canadian press. Hodgins was forced to use his upper body strength to haul himself past 12 rows of seats with his wife holding his legs. In her Facebook post, Miss Hodgins said the event left a couple devastated. I cannot believe this. Uh, she said it took us struggling in front of a dozen people and uh, as some looked away and others looked uh, on with shame to get him off the aircraft. He hurt his legs he, and I hurt my back, she said emotionally and a lot more was hurt. My husband's human rights were trampled on and Air Canada won't respond to us and never did reach out like they promised, she wrote. Rod is the most beautiful human on the planet, she said, and didn't deserve this at all. The company acknowledged Hodgins received inadequate support and they said that we used the services of a third-party wheelchair assistance specialist in Las Vegas to provide safe transport on and off aircraft. The statement read... Following on from the investigation into how this serious service lapse occurred, they said they will be evaluating other mobility assistance service partners in Las Vegas. Now they won't. They won't do that. In October, Air Canada lost the uh, wheelchair of a, uh, of a Canadian chief accessibility officer, Stephanie Cadillo, who was described as the or described the experiences as immensely frustrating and dehumanising. Kedot uh, said the incident reflected a need for airlines to improve accessibility. Hodgins says he was offered uh, $2,000, a flight voucher, by the airline, but said compensation would not fix the problem of how the airline failed its disabled passengers. He said, I just wanted to make a difference for somebody else so they won't have to experience this again, he said. Ow. I mean, Matt, you've had experiences before, obviously when you've been away with Mama Smith. Mm. Uh, we have had, uh, obviously, the services of uh, is it Swissport? Who, who? Um,
1: um, I, well, it depends on which, it depends on which airport, What's which the airline, etc., etc. Yeah. Et but uh, it's usually it, it depends
4: it, in the in, in Europe. It depends on the airport. It's an airport service, not an airline service. Mm. Yeah, indeed,
3: indeed. Yeah, it's. We we've just uh... go on. Sorry, Matt. We we just went over to New Zealand with my 83-year-old mobility challenge and hearing challenge mother and um, flew Qantas there and back. Yet don't say it, don't say it, but did. Um, And Air New Zealand while in country. And we did the wheelchair service, booked it and all that kind of stuff. And A, the staff were fantastic. B, mother dearest felt like she was queen of the world Mm. uh, for a variety of reasons, but they really looked after us. And the other side of it is... We got to the head of the queue, and we never would have made our uh, our domestic transit in time in in Auckland without that wheelchair. I tell you, it's so good. We were in the lounge faster than ever on the way out of Sydney great
1: i mean that very much um that very much reflects my experience as well when when we've been using um you know the uh, the the service it's um and i mean uh, the last time that, that that we used it um because it was sort of like post mum's hip hop and we were sort of thinking we'd be okay um and actually when we got to the airport and started doing the the walk we discovered that we weren't going to be okay um and, but i mean I, I went to them and said look I, you know i'll i'll push the chair i don't need to borrow anyone but you know we're in this scenario here and I'll, you know i want to sort of take the the stress out of it uh, for mum etc etc and they were like no not a problem at all we'll get we'll get it and and that was it we were we were in the queue with, with everyone else they found some they wouldn't let, I, I guess it must be an insurance thing because they wouldn't let me like sort of like push the mm. chair and all that kind of thing so i guess that was probably the reason why but again i mean it's just like the, you, you don't need to waste your money on the um you don't have to waste your money for on, on like sort of like speedy boarding or anything like that because you are you, you beat even them it's brilliant
0: <laughs> but actually get, uh, dirk s makes a good point matt in the chat room says too much subcontracting around um. the, the problem
4: is Mm. I, I can't speak for the states but in especially in the uk it is a service that has to be provided by the airport yeah um and then that's down to the airport i mean we all pay for it there's a charge on your ticket for it that everybody pays you just don't know it just like every other charge that goes in there and nine out of ten times obviously i, I see a lot of people requiring assistance mm. Um, And nine out of ten times, they're there, friendly, happy, get on. And then that one time you have to wait two, three hours for them to arrive because there's been issues or lots of flights or whatever. Um, And those days, obviously, it's a bit of a pain. But I think it's really bad form for Mayor Canada to say, well, you've just got to get off because we've got to go. I mean, I've never considered doing that. You just sit and wait. You've yeah. got to delay the flight. You've got to delay the flight. It's not your fault. Yeah, indeed, absolutely.
0: Um, is is it your job, Andy, as as uh, flight deck crew, to to radio ahead if there is someone with special requirements? We on board? we send them, uh, via air
3: cars,
4: We send them a message. Um, it's just sort of a backup message. It should automatically as part of the because they put yeah. it on the book, and so it should already be known ahead of time. But then, just as just a for the belt course. braces type
1: sort of thing. Yeah, right? we yeah.
4: we we have a specific page on our messaging system for special assistance. We put down mm. what code they are, how many we need, blah, blah 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 blah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Andy, we're going to stick with you for the next story. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, loads of to work tonight. I know. We're making you work for your beer this week. <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: yeah. you mean that? What, the, yes. the, Sorry, gosh. Andy he's paid got to
0: pick for. up
3: the page <laughs> you you've got to pick up my slack because i'm not reading i don't have the show notes so you got to make yeah. up for me sorry buddy uh.
1: I mean, that's Producer like John excuse. is right next to you. If anybody can give you access to the show notes, it would be Producer
3: John. <laughs> well, I guess I could always lean right. over and read on his screen,
1: but it's right. a well, great that, yeah. video yeah. I'll be doing for <laughs> yeah. <today,
3: you> know? <laughs> Lovely, yeah,
0: true. Andy, yeah. it, <laughs> it, it'd it's be fine. good to hear your hear yeah. your thoughts on this, uh, this story. <laughs> oh, obviously, no, after... I have
1: got to get the stinger ready again, have I? Oh,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> after, um, obviously, we, we had this the story, didn't we, the other week about the uh, the incident on a flight deck of, a, of an aircraft, but mm. uh, this is yeah, another one this week. This takes it to the. Well, does it take the next level? I think it does. So this is from uh, AirLive.net.
4: Delta first officer pulls gun on captain and threatens to shoot him. What? A a now former Delta Corp pilot was (laughs) federally indicted earlier this month, accused of threatening to shoot the captain of a commercial flight last year if he diverted the plane because a passenger on board may have been suffering a medical emergency. Authorities confirmed on Tuesday. According to court documents, a Utah grand jury indicted Jonathan Dunn with one count of interference with a flight crew. The purported incident occurred on August 22, 2022, uh, on, sorry, on a flight that day, the Department of Transportation's Inspector General's office said in a news release on Tuesday, but did not specify the airline where the flight originated from or its destination. However, a Delta Airlines spokesperson confirmed that Dunn was working for Delta as a Delta First Officer at the time of the incident. According to the Inspector General Dunn, the co-pilot, had a disagreement with the captain who wanted to potentially divert the flight due to a passenger medical event. Dunn then allegedly told Uh, then allegedly told the captain they would be shot multiple times if the flight was diverted the inspector general said Uh, dunn was authorized to carry a gun and i think this is mental as part of the uh, tsa federal flight deck officer program federal flight deck officers are airline pilots authorized by the tsa to be armed in the cockpit on domestic flights they undergo special training to do so and are provided with a TSA-issued weapon to defend the flight deck against an attempted hijacking. Uh, the two-page incident alleged that Dunn did assault and intimidate a crew member of an aircraft and did use a dangerous weapon in assaulting and intimidating the crew member. In a statement Tuesday evening, a spokesperson from that's well, just going to the same thing. The TSA is aware of an incident involving a federal flight deck officer. Delta told in a statement Tuesday evening that Dunn was no longer, thankfully, employed by the airline, but refrained from commenting further pending the investigation.
1: Wow. Ow. I mean, just like... I mean, wow. He it must have had a really level. hot
4: date. <laughs> there must have been something to stop him. Like, it's a medical diversion. Somebody might be dying in the back, but and then you pull a gun. That yeah. poor captain. He's already got the stress of thinking, right, we need to move, divert, do all this stuff. And then you turn around and you've got a barrel of a gun in your face saying, don't you dare...
1: I mean the, the the other frustration in this is you know your your role surely as first officer is to uh be of assistance to the captain and to ensure that his tasks that he gets to decide what happens are um you know sort of you know your your job is to only sort of really question it if you think he's doing something stupid and diverting from medical emergency i would argue is not something that's you know stupid to do <laughs> It's, it's basically a hijacking.
3: It's it? Well, yeah. Yeah. Really? First, first officers are always supposed to say, good landing, captain. Yes, I'll pick up the bar tab. Which is the politically correct new version? I mean, you know, the I did the wonder
4: if you were going to do the whole version, then Grant. <laughs> <as> I, oh, <laughs> this
3: is no, no, a no, bit no, risky um, <laughs> to use the famous phrase. Okay. Family show, sir. Family Indeed. Show.
1: Uh, we'll discuss that one later because I want to know more <laughs> about that now. This is uh, without question. Here.
0: This is without question a story I never thought we would see on this on this Ooh. show. Honestly, you
4: know I'm su- I'm surprised it hasn't come sooner because they've been a, they've been allowed to carry guns for a long time. Ooh.
1: Well yeah. th- there is there is this as this perhaps foolish as it now turns out assumption that the people sitting in the comp- in the cockpit aren't morons.
4: Well let's not um... forget what happened the other week with the guy with the uh, the the engine masters the FedEx guy who tried to kill them all. Yeah you know there's there's loads of them
3: German wings
4: German
1: <laughs> wings yeah. yeah we're not yeah, okay. pilots of are...
4: yeah. pilots of people too people
1: no. Are they? Oh, no, steady. No, 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 you're superhuman, aren't you?
0: What What about no. balloon pilots? Oh, God, no, oh, no they're, they're, they're not, just, they're not,
1: they're not no. people. No, they're not people. No, no. no. they're just out and out now. Exhibit A, <laughs> exhibit A, right here. We, uh, yeah, we, we thank, yeah. the very, the very the fact that he's changed the background for those of you listening to the audio version of this awesome. to, to a Monty awesome. Python, like, sort of like yeah. graphic behind him just says everything you need to know about what's wrong with balloon pilots. <laughs> no,
3: this is a UK show. What better way to show affinity with the UK what? show? Oh,
1: you know, uh, uh, no, I no, 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 I love them, but I am nuts that's you know peace and solidarity brother thank you appreciate the support in this
0: difficult time uh now moving on to the next story matt i know this is one of your I say one of your favourite subjects yes I know one of your favourite subjects obviously uh, is uh, the Formula 1 I I
1: I should stress here that I know absolutely nothing about it the reason why I love watching the Grand Prix is because I usually get to do it with my best friend and that is the reason I love watching
3: the Formula 1 but anyway anyway, uh, you didn't know anything about aviation when you started either look at you now I still don't
1: know know aviation at at all he (laughs) He says says this he says
0: this every time grant he says he's, he comes out with this this one line every time oh i have no i'm not doing anything about it or aviation or whatever. and then every <laughs> now and again on a live show he <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry something. what you don't get he'll, away with that <laughs> every now and again on a live show matt will come out with a little gem right. of a sentence okay and we'll all just we'll all just be sitting there in a zoom call going <laughs> well
3: he he also knows enough to recognize that aircraft parked behind you not so much for the paint job but more for the manufacturing aircraft type and i'm surprised he hasn't had ptsd looking at that most of the time, <laughs> of the time. it's
1: because i gen I, I i genuinely didn't realize that it was uh, that it was a um I gen- a gen- yeah i didn't yeah i genuinely didn't realize it was a, a stretch long tube which uh,
3: <laughs> which when you're waiting for everyone else to get off takes forever yeah being on a 757 but they're a lovely aircraft anyhow it, thank you yeah, thank you, you keep, thank you, you keep saying that and
0: i still don't believe you uh anyway, matt, you've got... admit they are beautiful aircraft you've they, got a they, uh, though... they are you've got a video to play for this matt but we'll cite yeah, we'll no, that I'm, I'm uh, fran- when you're uh...
1: trying to to oh no it's already there sorry no it's all right i've got it i've got it sorted i've got it loaded it twice now to be doubly sure uh, right OK, so anyway, as you were, uh, this is uh, yeah, Yahoo.com. Uh, it's a uh, video show's F1 he- uh, F1 TV helicopter getting hit by fireworks during the US Grand Prix. Uh, no American sporting event can begin without at, at least a few fireworks on the Formula One Grand Prix in Austin, Texas was no different. However, the fireworks show that uh, kicked off the Austin Grand Prix uh, a couple of weekends ago didn't go as smoothly as planned as a TV camera helicopter was caught in the middle. Thankfully, disaster was avoided in a video from Twitter uh, user Bryson Sullivan. Uh, you can see the helicopter engulfed in fireworks explosions and even here a bit of de- debris hit. Once the pilot realised they were in a dangerous spot, they flew away from the fireworks pretty quickly. The pilot avoided significant damage to the helicopter, but it would have been much much worse or it could have been much much worse it's definitely super dangerous a source within the helicopter community told the drive. the uh, A number of things that could go wrong, the windscreen are acrylic so a firework could go right through and hurt the pilot, the engine could ingest something if there is no barrier filter debris could get into the rotor controls, the body panels are thin aluminium or carbon fibre so it could puncture one of those and hit a flight control or wire they also added it's pretty horrifying to think about a helicopter engine potentially ingesting firework bits and failing or the pilot being incapacitated from debris peripherating the windscreen all while flying above a venue with over 40,000 people in attendance the video doesn't seem too scary at first thanks to the pilot's quick thinking and even quicker hands but it must have been a brown pants moment (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> for that pilot when they heard the fireworks suddenly hit the helicopter. The uh, fireworks uh, were launched during the end of the Star Spangled Banner as per usual though maybe next time it let's not make the bombs bursting in the air
0: literal. Right so Matt you've got the video to play okay. it would be interesting to see what uh, our resident pilots and uh, balloon pilots think of, uh, okay. think of this video. Right balloon
1: pilots? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there'd be many questions if, if Grant was hovering over the Grand Prix. <laughs> I It wouldn't put it past him. No, true, true. Right, uh, OK, I here we go. I right? I wanted yeah. a good view. <laughs> I wanted a good view of the cars
0: going, whee!
1: Uh, right, here we go, then.
0: Right, so for the benefit of those watching in Audio Land, it's a scene from the Grand Prix. Um... Nice clear skies, good good visibility. Oh, nice little flag drop, all lined up nicely. Yes. there, yeah, yeah. Looking good, looking good. There's uh, the,
1: there's the helicopter.
0: Oh, yes. oops. He's actually flying towards the fireworks, which is interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Quick quick exit there.
1: Okay. Have I? I I'm beginning to wonder if I've missed something.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of the sim. I mean he flew yeah. towards them. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Oh look, there's fireworks, I must fly towards them. Yeah,
1: okay, hang on, let's let's do what about he was he was moving anyway, wasn't he? He wasn't just hovering, was he? No, he wasn't hovering, he was moving, look.
2: I think there may have been a second video where it showed a slightly different angle okay. and it appeared as though the helicopter was hovering, and then he did a quick sort of shuffle off to one okay. side. Okay,
1: all right. I mean, don't get me wrong, still very much a brown trousers moment, but certainly from that <laughs> particular angle, it, it looks wasn't like very good was planning, yeah, was it? There, Yeah,
0: there was another video on Twitter, I think it was, or X, right. where silly name they call it now. Um, <laughs> Careful, it is, he'll be after <laughs> I know, it is taken from a different angle, which does look even worse, to be fair, than that. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean mean, mean, if you want a good view I suppose of fireworks I mean the helicopters are a good place to be but obviously not in amongst
3: it's it's better to be at least Um, a thousand feet above fireworks you do get a much better view when you're flying over them as opposed to being surrounded by them where you get an amazing view (laughs) for a very short time so producer John I think PTSD flashbacks
1: producer John I think has uh, found us uh, another I'm just trying to the I was trying to find the there's an another one there but it's not um where i oh no hang on sorry i've just got to go Ch- chat amongst yourselves for a minute carry on
3: well, <laughs> producer john has been saying some choice phrases about videos but yes um indeed which I, one to watch yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, try- I'm trying i'm and to more find- on that yeah next week <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, uh hang on just while matt's sorting out uh, yeah. just to, for the benefit of all our chat room uh, viewers we have Uh, We have got another competition coming up uh, later on the show with an awesome giveaway that's been donated by uh, someone in the chat room. Richard, uh, who's in our chat room this evening, has donated a great prize to give away this week um, uh, or for next week's show. Uh, More on that later on, so make sure you stay tuned
1: indeed okay so i do have the video here thank you producer john uh so this let's see let's see if this looks a little bit more um
0: uh, yeah carlos if you could describe it please for our audio listeners yeah this is a different view of this one so this is kind of taken from a side angle Uh, angle. it does show the helicopter very much in amongst the uh, fireworks going off um i mean Okay. In fact, you can actually
1: on that one. You can hear the ting, can't you, as something obviously hit yeah. hit the rotor blades or something like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. That is a little more scary. not good. Yeah, yeah. It's no, not good. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them that one. Yeah. <laughs> My
4: question is, why did nobody tell them they were going to do that?
3: Yeah. I true. mean, Yeah, that's true. Having uh, having been involved in a major sporting event, um, where the left hand didn't quite know about what the right hand was going to do. It happens. It really does. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, we pulled off this amazing feat. It was incredible, but one of the primary sponsors had not been briefed that it was happening, so they were very upset. Uh, oh. Yeah, and it, it happens. Uh, somebody coordinating things didn't quite remind everyone that this area in the pre-flight briefing is going to be hot, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I've sat through a lot of air show Uh, briefings as well um doing commentary i sit in on the pilot briefings and yeah guys this is the pyrotechnic box if by chance you happen to land in that area uh if you can stay with the aircraft or be very careful as you run away from it because there will be things that might go boom around you quite you yeah there's normally there's normally on the briefing don't fly here
1: yeah indeed that's the thing isn't it and uh i say that angle actually shows um you know how much a bit, a bit more dramatic angle that one I thought. yeah I well and seen. as you say and on that on that audio you can sort of pick up the like the ting as well of of something clearly hitting yeah it could have been a very different story uh there
0: couldn't it uh, yeah.
1: Fortunately, not as you say uh i bet that pilot will be very very wary of fireworks going forward
0: oh yes definitely <laughs> Now, Nick, you have got the next story, and Andy, I'll be intrigued to find out your uh, comments on this Uh, when Matt plays the video, because it is quite quite a dramatic video, and I'll be interested to hear what your thoughts are. So, Nick?
2: Yeah, I've not uh, not actually come across this one. I was just trying to quickly pull it up on the uh, Aviation Herald. But uh, anyway, so on October the 22nd, 27th, Uh, An Edelweiss Airbus A320 Registration Hotel Bravo India Hotel Yankee was scheduled to operate a flight from Zurich, Switzerland, to Faro in Portugal when, during the takeoff roll, abnormal behavior was experienced. Uh, The aircraft swung violently to the left, followed by an immediate corrective action and a rejected takeoff. One tire blew out when the aircraft came to a safe stop. The Aviation Herald reports about passengers witnessing the aircraft violently shaking to the left. It says shacking. I'm, I'm going to say it was shaking. I'm not sure what shacking is. Edelweiss reported that during acceleration, the aircraft showed an abnormal behaviour, prompting the pilots to reject the takeoff. Um, and during deceleration, a tyre burst. Uh, data is being assessed to determine the abnormal behaviour uh the aircraft was well within uh, well into its take off on runway 32 at zürich uh, when it swung violently to the left um and the take off was rejected at about 140 knots um the tire blew out before the flight came to a safe stop so yeah i've not seen this one so andy i don't know if you've uh, you got any comments on what happened yeah have, has the video been played here we go All right just
4: Let's watch it through, okay? So the aircraft's going down the runway, and then suddenly, very soon. Wow! It, yeah, right, Matt. Riky. Can you can you rewind that slightly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you rewind it back to just before that happens? And I want you to all to look at the tail, okay? Specifically okay. the rudder, and look at the deflection on the rudder just before it happens. Okay. Massive deflection to the left on the rudder. So okay. somebody's put that rudder input in.
3: Oh, wow, really? Okay. Or well, could the rudder it's... have had an uncommanded left turn? Um, is this is this a 7-3? No, it's an oh, Airbus.
4: 320. 320.
3: Okay, sorry, because I know the 7-3 had fun with the, with the rudder, but is it at all possible? It did something back in the day, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Well, that's what, I mean, it's, I've never seen it happen before. The rudder system on an Airbus this old... It's nearly 25 years old, this airframe. Okay. Right, so um, I'm I'm, sl- is...
1: I'm slow speeding it, look. So if you watch closely. So there, you
4: can... right, you see there, there's a, there's a big yeah, rudder on the right to hand to the wing left there. And yeah. Then it, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then it recenters almost immediately. And then there's a rudder input to the right to try and bring it back. Wow. Now, at 140 knots, you have no nose wheel steering. It's already blended out, it's all rudder authority, so that's all it is. Um, the rudder on the airbus 320 on this this old one we now have e-rudder electric rudder but it is it is cable that's the only part of the aircraft and on some of the older ones the um the stab trim as well is actually a mechanical linkage to a hydraulic actuator so that in full electrical failure you still have engines and your control and roll control um so, yeah, to me, it looks like somebody's got a bit too keen on the rudder there, or there's been a slip, or so- mm. something's happened, definitely. It it hasn't, and the tire's burst, obviously, as it's... It's lucky that runway's as
3: wide as it is. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it's a big old runway, it's Zurich. In, in, really in the pilot's defence, there was a spider on your leg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, as a passenger,
3: <laughs> be, being at the, the, especially the rear... Yeah, if you were of sat head, at the back, perhaps, yeah.
4: Yeah, you'd really feel that at the back. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think either somebody slipped or there's just been uh, an inappropriate rudder input there. But the reaction to correct it was
2: rapid, it was really good. I feel and like the there's only going to be two people that are really going to know what actually happened.
1: Yeah yeah indeed i mean i dare say some the F- radio comms may give it give it a little <laughs> away the, F- the, record-
2: the flight data recorder will definitely show the okay i was going i was gonna ask that actually andy so yeah. that that data would actually be recorded would it and they would be able to organize oh, yeah. that yep uh
4: the quick access recorder which is probably what will have gone to straight away will will show immediately the all control inputs right. so if it had been actual rudder activation by the pa- uh, passengers by the
2: crew it will definitely show. As a as a non-pilot, what would be um, the force required? I mean, is it kind of similar to pressing a clutch on a car, for example? Less than that, at that sort of
4: speed. Um, how could I put it? If you, I'd say to get a movement like that, if you went to move yourself in your seat now and like push back on yourself, it wouldn't take much more than that pressure to get that much move on. You need really small input as you right. get to in the high speed region yeah. To maintain the center line, it does. Because presumably,
2: yeah. Once you're at speed, your you, a more gentle input is going to have a greater effect in yeah, terms of the, the the aerodynamic effect on on the controls. Yeah. The
4: higher the airflow, the more authority yeah. the rudder will
3: have.
2: Yeah. Wow. But that didn't yeah, look yeah, like a gentle input.
3: No, that, that like was a not a gentle input. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm just trying to think back to where, I I've done a couple of A330 A320 sims, uh, but yeah, more 7.3 sims, like full motion and all that, and trying to remember the, the force on the A320 to 7.3, and it's pretty similar. But been a while, so sorry. But, yes, it, it's spot on, Andy. It doesn't take a lot of pressure. It's not like stomping on an old car's um, clutch pedal, that's for sure.
2: There's yeah. a question a th-
0: for you, Andy, in the chat room uh, from oh. Alex. Uh says, Andy, would you reject the takeoff at that speed for that incident split-second decision, I know? probably yeah in fact yes because by the
4: time you've tried to correct the center line you've probably known you've burst the tire you'll feel it yeah and if you below v1 then bin it yeah that would be my input another thought i just had there maybe for some reason if the nose had yawed slightly one of them may have thought we've got an engine failure and because you when you practice it in the sim you sort of you input an amount you think is right to sort of keep it straight and it's a pretty quick reaction to do it so maybe they could have thought that
3: but obviously mm. that wasn't true what would v1 have been because 140 knots is typically ta- just about to take off uh well it's more 145 is typical landing isn't it for most of that category uh, well,
4: it, again it depends on the way Where was it, it was going down faro wasn't it um mm. but the runway is at zurich uh You'll it probably had improved climb speeds as well because of all the mountains around. So you're going to take off at a higher speed anyway for the um, inertia and energy. So yeah, 140. Now that's not probably uh, getting very, very close to V1, which is why it was probably an instant stop. Mm. Not much mm-hmm. higher than that would have been V1.
3: Okay. Yeah, which I, I was wondering. I'm just guessing. Post... I don't know how heavy it was. Yeah. I was wondering because if, if it's post V1, they say take it into the air. But when you've just gone hard left, hard right, yeah. you slow well, down a lot anyhow. And you're probably going, yeah, I'm not taking this in the air.
4: Yeah. That's always a concern, cause When you're doing, like, if you're doing an emergency brief, you see, you know, we're going to stop for any warnings or cautions. Cause in the airbus, once you are above a certain speed, there's takeoff inhibit. So it, it blanks out most of the menial, not really interesting, or the GPS one systems feel It's not going to flag that up. It's just going to give you the big hitters, engine failures, generator problems um but you also say if i think this aircraft is not able to fly as well then i am going to stop because there's no point even if you pass v1 you think i can't get this off the ground but the rules say it i'm past v1 i can't stop i've got to try and fly then you're going to crash anyway aren't you so you might as well just
2: stop and go off the end of the runway i guess there's there's that nagging doubt perhaps that have having had an incident like that occur that you would maybe have a concern that there might be something more Serious wrong yeah. with the aircraft.
4: Yeah, You never know how you're going to react in that moment yeah. until it happens to you. And again, pilots are people.
3: <laughs> you said you, it again. You, I just, yeah. just, there's, there's ego shattering all around the world. As you're that. You know that? <laughs> and I'm not just talking about the knuckleheads, the fighter pilots, I'm talking about everyone.
4: Yeah, quite. No, you, you never know how you're <laughs> going to react in that moment. Yeah.
3: Pilots are people. We need a t-shirt like that, I think. Yeah. PT UK, pilots are people too. <laughs>
0: There we go. There's our as our um, show <laughs> title for this week, Matt. Uh, Pro-
1: Producer John, please start <laughs> designing a T-shirt immediately, yeah. please. Uh, yes, and, so uh, i just looked
3: across and Photoshop is running, guys. Excellent. Uh, you yeah, see on the screen. No change is there, Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, can I just say, so, like nobody, nobody's yes. mentioned the fact that like, right in the middle of that, that I was able to do exactly what Andy asked me to do. I know. And do a slow mo and all that kind of thing. Nobody, nobody flinched or like you know, <laughs> no, like well done, Matt. You know. Before
4: we went live, oh. I said something very horrible to you, and I take it all no, back. No, you don't. Mean, you don't mean
1: it at all.
3: <laughs> About your temper I you mean that wasn't prowls. normal. I just thought that was Matt's normal level of capability. Yeah, I, I didn't realise yeah, this was a stretch. Oh, oh bless well you, done. darling. It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another beer you owe me next time i get my butt to the uk yeah right? too right absolutely yeah or
1: rome we meet in rome again that was fun
3: yeah yeah i'm sure jenny yeah. will say hi to us again Yeah, yes i have to apologize for not getting there this
0: year yeah outrageous uh right so last story <laughs> this was uh, this was one that that came up in the news feeds this week and it was talked about in the chat room before we went live as well this evening uh the last story in the news this week comes from airways mag uh, dot com. Sad news uh, for all the 767 lovers out there. TUI uh, this week said goodbye to their uh, last 767. Uh, Wednesday this week saw the last TUI uh, 76 depart from Manchester Airport after almost 40 years of operations. Uh, the multinational leisure airline has completed the retirement of the legendary aircraft this week, ending an era and giving way to newer, more efficient planes like the 787 Dreamliner. The whole uh, TUI group, which has been operating since 1984, had a total of 35 767 units uh, distributed amongst its British, Dutch or Nordic subsidiaries. Uh, This week, almost all of them have all been replaced uh, with their long-haul fleets, the new generation 787 Dreamliners in both the Dash 8 and Dash 9 variants. At the last airframe... Uh, Golf Oscar Bravo Yankee Foxtrot performed its last commercial leg from Heraklion Airport in Greece to Manchester on Tuesday. The flight operated as BY 2243 and landed 15 minutes past midnight back in the UK. The 767 had been a staple in Tui's fleet for almost 40 years. The airframe was delivered uh, to the predecessor brand Britannia Airways, and I know because I flew on one of them when I was a lot younger, It was delivered to them back in 1984. Uh, This unit, Golf Bravo Kilo Victor Zulu, was uh, still one of the shorter Dash 200 variants, of which the airline ended up flying 13 total of those jets. From then on, BY 767s uh, lived a crazy operation full of quick transfers between subsidiaries as demand for trends for leisure travel among different countries varied over the years. The last 767 to leave the fleet gulf oscar bravo yankee foxtrot saw its ownership change up to eight different times inside the tui group in less than 20 years flying for britannia thompson tui fly tui fly nordic among others however the indisputable aging of the aircraft added to the rising fuel costs and the elevation of flying standards forced tui to end operations with the 767 now i know the guys over at Airliners Live, they uh, they witnessed this uh, this week and I think it's one of those ones that a lot of people who watch the live feeds remember seeing uh, the 7.6s departing from Manchester Airport and for me myself, having flown on the Britannia version of these back in the day, you know, it's, um, well, it's old aircraft going out to pasture but I'm going to make a guess here that some of these or nearly all of them will probably head over and be converted into um, freighters. Yep, I believe
4: uh, Yankee Foxtrot went off to Istanbul the other day to head towards being converted. Um, but they do have one left still. It's stuck in Parma, sadly. It um, it had a tech problem, and it still never oh. got out. It never got back to Manchester, which oh, is yeah. such a shame.
3: It's, is it just enjoying said, Matt, itself was, down there and just taking you, a break? And, a, oh, I'm stuck in Parma. lovely which. weather. <laughs> I don't want
4: to be converted. I sent no, Matt a picture, I don't know if he's got it, yeah, uh, that yeah, I saw yeah, last yeah, week. It. Yeah, yeah, there um, go. Of said airframe, there it is, uh, in Manchester. I used to love seeing these in Manchester. There's two aircraft, I can always tell them the, what they are by the sound, and first officers call me an absolute loser for this. <laughs> it's the 7.6 <laughs> and a Rolls-Royce-powered 757, because there's a lot of Jet 2 757s still at uh, Manchester. But yeah, great airframe. Sad
0: to see it go. I do love the fact, Andy, that that before sort of towards the last end of the lifespan of these seven sixes that they put those blended winglets on those. Yeah, they've had them on a long time because mm. it's quite a good fuel saving from that.
4: Because they didn't just use them um, into like around Europe, they sent them all the way down
0: to Boa Vista and places like that as well, which is quite a quite a leg. This is quite a fuel saving. Mm. No, it's sad to see them go, but uh, I'm sure they'll they will live on, probably. If not, they'll become a tag on the wall behind me here.
1: Oh, for goodness sake.
0: I know. (laughs) Right, it's time for the next part of the show. Caption this just for fun. Your chance to uh, comment on the picture that we post on our social medias on a Wednesday. And this week, it's safe to say the picture got a fair bit of traction online and some rather interesting comments. Uh, Matt, if you'd want to pop the picture up on the screen for our YouTube viewers to see what uh, what it is. Now, Andy, as our, as our resident uh, pilot in here, would you like to explain exactly <laughs> quite what's going on in this picture?
1: Good luck with this.
0: Yes. Uh,
4: this looks like a Cessna 152 that has successfully broken the sound barrier. It has a full shockwave with condensed... Um, moisture all around the uh, rear end that's quite a rear would shift that it would it would dip straight down that sorry <coughs> tuck,
3: that would and crash immediately cool. but, but yeah it's, first... a, it's
4: a Cessna 152 oh sorry Grant
3: oh my first thought on seeing that was Captain Al was flying ah. <laughs> after a good curry <laughs>
0: Well, funnily enough, that's coming up in just a moment.
3: Um, (laughs) I'm not the only one. Who knew? (laughs) Uh,
0: Right, so we're going to kick things off with... uh, Actually, I'll read this first one uh, from young Nicholas here. He says, In an effort to help Matt's fear of flying, Carlos kindly wrapped the PTUK's new addition to the fleet in cotton wool. (laughs) Ah. Uh, As you do. Uh, Who wants to take the next one? Matt?
4: Yeah, I'll I'll go. Go go on then, Andy. Yeah, this is from... Dirk uh, Simic, it says, The flight instructor left Carlos unattended on his first solo for just a few minutes.
1: <laughs> Nick Anderson says, Damn that cloud has caught us up again. <laughs> Nick? Nick? Okay, he's talking with his mic off. That's, that's, you're, you're on mute. Yeah. You're on mute, Nick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. that happened happen eventually, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got one from John Luke who says Cessna have introduced a limited edition Dog Lovers 172. Uh, the Cone of Shame doubles as an ADSB aerial. <laughs> that will be know. some
0: transmitting there. Indeed. Uh, Matthew Frame says, We got some bad gas. Hold on.
4: Andy?
0: He's
1: done the same, he's He's on on, on mute as well. (laughs) I was
4: busy busy laughing at one of the ones further down. Uh, This one's from David Kavanagh. That's taking getting cloud cover to another level.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Mark Heffer is saying, which one of the teams spent too much time at Reno this year?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Uh, Nick?
2: Nick. Yeah, we got one from James Hailstone, That's a good name. Dive, dive, dive. The only way this is reasonably possible, and I think he's he's included an edited version. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Where it's pointing yes. The, the other hotelier. way. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, um, Tom Hathaway says, uh, as a as record North Atlantic jet stream speeds are recorded, one New York private jet pilot. Well, private, uh, private pilot regrets going out for a Sunday flight.
1: <laughs> Quite. Uh, has been in touch, saying introducing FA one seventy two breaking the one hundred and sixty four knot speed barrier, and I jumped in in front of Andy. I do apologise, Andy.
4: <laughs> Andy, you take the next one. I was looking, f- I was looking forward to reading that one. That was when, one that made me chuckle. Oh, uh, was it? Now, uh, this <laughs> one's. This one's from Jake Castle. New GA Chemtrail button malfunctions. <laughs> I do like that one as well. <laughs> Controversial. Uh, a member
3: of, te- of uh, Team Chemtrail, hashtag spray and pray. I, uh, I appreciate that one. That's good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, do you want to get the next one? Yeah, we got one from Richard King. Uh, despite applying full power, the Cessna 152... Could not outrun a clown. Fair. Fair. (laughs) That one wins it, over. So true. So true.
1: Yeah, Uh, you can do the next one, Andy.
4: (laughs) That's from Chris Akel. Captain Owl
1: farted again. There you go, you see. (laughs) And finally, Darry's been in touch, says our egg has hatched. The new chick is a 152. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Isn't that cute? Uh, <laughs> have we got anything in the chat room? There, uh, we'll get uh, John to pop them up. I think, if uh, that is the case. Uh I, Lee I do Davies... like the one from. Oh, go on. Uh,
4: sorry, I do like the one from Alex Robinson. Mustir VFR, Mustir VFR. Damn this cloud!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's go back to Lee Davies' one, if we may. Uh, it says, uh, "I'm not cleaning that toilet." Quite. <laughs> That one has amused me, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Captain Jeff is great. Thanks, Neil. Rude. Uh, Cessna were hoping for great success with
0: the new 152 Dash 2. Oh, my word. Uh, Micah, our main man, Uncle Micah, uh, says that isn't this from one of those time travel Star Trek episodes? <laughs> Very good. I like that one. Yes, indeed. Uh, Richard Adams is saying Cessna's new hydrogen
1: power plant needs some fine tuning. <laughs> uh, oh, and some guy called Grant McCarran, never heard of him. Uh, Cloud Strike, from behind! <laughs>
0: Uh, Dirk, uh, one of, uh, Dirk comes up with an interesting here. He says, uh, de- depicting a Cessna 152 flight in a mainstream media article. <laughs> oh, very good, Dirk. I <laughs> like it. Uh, oh, we well, it, that's, that's it's safe, lot, to, safe yeah. to say that, that that caused some traction this week there'll be another one next week in uh, our social media so keep your eyes uh, if you follow us on Facebook uh, we'll put another one up next week on the oh. shows so read that <laughs>
1: Cessna 1522 come on
0: Oh, wearing a tutu. Yes, I get, oh, see. There That's you go very that. good. Very yes. good. <laughs> so yeah. enjoy, uh, look out for that uh, next week so you can leave your witty comments on. Now, don't forget, we've got the competition coming up very soon. Uh, but first, it's time for Matt to hit that button that Armando loves Matt to hit every week. Oh. It's the military. What's up, boogies? One, three, five, fifty, angels, sixteen, uh, eighty, three, four, zero. Okay, hard to
1: i literally watched grant get all excited there
0: literally <laughs> i know oh. special one this is first one this week flightglobal.com is the uh, the the provider and uh, special story this has been chosen especially for our very own matt smith on the show this week oh. and uh 2xl uh Boscombe, uh, starts Boscombe Down flight test with a 757 ahead of Excalibur oh, updates. I'm already bored. I know. 2XL <laughs> Aviation's Excalibur flight test aircraft has performed its first sorties from Boscombe Down in Wiltshire ahead of its modification in support of the traditional uh, trad- tri-national uh, global You're combat right there, air program. I know, I need another beer. An ex-Titan Airways 757-200 is now, uh, now registered as Golf Foxtrot Tango Alpha India. The aircraft arrived at the Quinetic Run site after being painted in Norwich, in Norfolk. Yay! Uh, spray Spravia, I speak. Uh, prior, to, uh, prior to artist renderings of the modified Excalibur platform showed it in a black colour scheme, but this was ruled out uh, for the FTA programme due to onboard cooling considerations. Recent work by 2XL had involved completing a sea check on the aircraft and installing extensive flight tested instrumentation equipment. Uh, this included adding some 280 fuselage mounted sensors, 280, blimey, uh, to precisely measure pressure and flexing movement and clear air sensor probe mounted on its uh, top of the tail. Efficiency boosting winglets previously installed for airline use were removed as they were not required for GCAP rating tests. Uh, Alpha India carries flight test instrumentation, including a clean air probe at the top of its tail, and they said we'll be flying the aircraft until Christmas at Boscombe Down. Uh, 2XL director Chris Norton told Flight Global at the DSEI show in London. Uh, Two flights have been performed by the 12th of September. He says that future work will include... Uh, Landings made at progressively increasing impact strength to model the future effect of carrying nose-mounted fighter radar. Uh, The roughly three-month flight campaign will enable 2XL to complete a so-called finite element model of the unmodified airframe to serve as a baseline ahead of future testing. 2XL acquired two 757s from Titan, with the other having been torn down uh, to understand its construction in depth and to precisely weigh its structures. Uh, Tags on my wall behind me, I expect. Uh, Real data was acquired, uh, Norton said, because you can't use a model to make a model. If we derive the data ourselves, it is best for the regulator, and the Civil Aviation Authority will approve the modified Excalibur platform for use in support of airborne testing from 2026. Equipment to be installed on the twin jet will include integrated sensors, non-kinetic effects, and integrated communication systems, and technology being uh, pursued by a team of Leonardo UK and Leonardo Electronics Italy and ELT and Mitsubishi Electric along with a prototype active electronically scanned array radar. Norton says a core preliminary design review has been completed for the planned extensive modifications which will be made to the 757 airframe by 2XL. He said we're trying to give the MOD a choice of freedom and modification, he said, with the airframe to feature the biggest possible apertures and lumps to accommodate sensors. Now, safe to say with all those sensors and bits and pieces sticking out of the aircraft, you know, it's... um. Surprisingly, they took the winglets off, because with all that stuff on, it's going to be burning a hell of a lot more fuel than what it would have done in its uh, commercial airliner days. But... I'm, I'm upset with this story.
4: They've taken one of the be- most beautiful aircraft ever made, they've painted one grey, they've chopped one up, and now they're going to put lumps and bumps all over it. They've chopped <laughs> two up? the chop Oh, i two. didn't mean that nick you've made it worse now the yeah trap i know two
2: yeah. Yeah. i was annoyed about that as well <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it's it's fun there was
3: one down here at avalon earlier this year at the air show and they were doing all sorts of onboard demos of systems and everything and it had this big sort of stub wing thing hang off just behind the cockpit and uh, which made me say see what happens when you're exposed to all that wi-fi stuff you get cancerous growth hanging off your aircraft <laughs> But I do have one very important question. Uh-oh. Carlos, you mentioned it was painted at Norwich. Yes. So, what graffiti has it got on it, and does it still have the original tires? <laughs> hey! Oh, Grant. Hey! Grant. Oh. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm going to take you to the Marcross estate when you come to visit. That'll be a treat for you. Uh,
0: uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go online and get a, 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 a pallet load of Fosters sent to his oh, house. I say. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. We could use it
3: to water the garden. Um, yeah. Might help something grow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Foster's. It's Australian for sheep dip. Like, oh, my, oh, my God. Very nervous there for a brief. <laughs> um, back,
4: back to the story, though. They have, picked, they have picked a good platform to do this with. Yes. Very true. Keep, I'm,
0: see, I'm keeping it
1: professional. Yeah, no, you're doing very well. I'm very proud of you, Andy. <laughs> I, know,
0: I know. Andy's. <laughs> Andy's this week's Nev.
1: Yeah, oh, right. He's
0: keeping things keeping, professional. Keep, keep,
1: yeah, keeping us all in check, making sure that it's, it's a worrying state of affairs when
0: Andy is the sensible one. It's it's, it's a worrying state of affairs when Andy's only had one point well, during the whole show. Uh, yes,
1: I know, but, you know, work beckons and all that, you no, know. No,
0: that's, that's the second.
1: Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> all
3: right. Okay. He's one and a half in, yeah.
1: yeah. I don't work weekends
0: anymore, Matt. It's oh, faint. get
3: you. That's is Oh,
0: isn't it? God. It. Like, anyway... Carrying on, story two. Uh, Andy, do you want to take this one? So you yes. Beans you love to drone on. Oh! <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, uh, this, is
4: milk, <laughs> <laughs> this is from UK Aviation. This is from UK And this is first protector drone arrives at RAF Waddington. Uh, the first of 16 new surveillance drones for the RAF have been delivered to RAF Waddington in Lincolnshire, where they'll be based. The proje- protector RG Mark One which also has a code of microbeck 9 Bravo is the next generation of uh, UAV from the Reaper, another code, Microbeck 9 Alpha, and as well as its primary surveillance role, the UAV can carry laser-guided bombs, such as the Paveway-4, as well as Brimstone Missiles. Due to officially enter service next year, the Protector will now undergo testing at RAF Waddington in readiness for service. Capable of flying in excess of 40 hours and a service ceiling of 40,000 feet, the UAV is piloted remotely from crews either at RAF Waddington or from a forward operating position. Air Commodore Alex Hicks of the RAF said, This is an important milestone for the program. Air Force and wider defence, and I am delighted to see the protector at RAF Waddington. The aircraft is built by General Atomics, based in San Diego, who specialise in UAV systems for governments and defence. Wow, that's impressive. Forty hours.
3: I, I, Good thing I, there's no people on board, or it would definitely go well beyond the <laughs> uh, level of happiness of the crew.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and and the passengers at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't look that roomy. I've got to be honest. <laughs> it's a little bit small. Indeed, indeed.
0: I mean, it's... I wouldn't mind one
1: though. I don't know. I mean i am I being re oh, I I d I don't know. I no, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. I I don't think No,
0: you're not, to... won, no, no you're, don't you're not having one match. No, I'm not flying this around here. No no,
1: no Oh no, go no, on no. Matt Say it, say it, say it. <sighs> I don't know. I Bustard. I f no, no
3: I'm not goodness, goodness Rinse your mouth out with forex.
1: <laughs> I I I I I don't know, I, I I'm a bit sort of like Drones in military are a brilliant idea, but also I I do feel like it's cheating. <laughs> uh, ha, what because uh, okay. it's not putting uh, people in harm's way. Well, yeah,
4: if... I've never thought of it like that. You know, no, oh, I know. So I... we're not going to send somebody off to die. Damn it, that's cheating.
1: No, I... <laughs> oh, no, man. But I know. But but the solution is to not need them. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's like that.
0: Well, that is good. Yeah, that,
1: that's that's oh. the the thing. It's just like. I, I don't know yeah. it's just in, uh, in, in met... an ideal
3: yeah we just... wouldn't need any defense forces no, correct, no. in an ideal world yeah. however we're human yeah and if you look at some very common things across the entire history of recorded history of mankind the, the underlying commonality is that we're going to find some reason to go and beat the snot out of the people next door for some reason right yeah. where the next door is the next house the other side of the world whatever it's going to come up. And unfortunately, you do need a stick. And a thing about these kind of unmanned aerial vehicles or unmanned under surface or on surface or all the other unmanned things that we're playing with is that, I don't know if you've noticed, but most uh, militaries around the world are finding it very hard to get the people. Um, I suspect even China's going to start having problems populating its defense force because their population trends are dipping down. Um, it's, it's going to happen. So a drone... You can put it up there and it can orbit for 40 hours with its eyes on the world well beyond the, you know, as I was saying, well beyond the level of happiness of any crew. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you a persistent view, which is why Australia wants to get Tritons, which mm-hmm. is the big marinized Global Hawk thing. That's just it's just going to sit up there looking around and then the manned crews will do other things. Uh, so it gives you that stare. And something that many defense groups like to say is you can't shoot what you can't see and yeah. so a a long orbiting drone sitting up there can give you the gps coordinates of the bad guys um all that kind of stuff so yeah and and it it reduces the number of people being put in harm's way especially when you don't have enough people to even put all your platforms out there anyhow yeah. uh, so it we're not going to get rid of them they're here to stay and they're going to get more and more autonomous um whether we like it or not so the big thing we've got to try and do is a put curbs and balances on them for the uh, people who follow that stuff and be find out ways to get rid of them and mitigate them for the people who don't follow the the rules. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's where it's going guys. Sorry. Happy if, if you, happy Friday. Right. <laughs>
4: if you can find a way Matt, of changing the human genome to get rid of the survival instinct of greed, yes, then fair. we might be getting somewhere, Yeah, but it's no, never going to happen. Yeah. No, and that's I... too
0: much for Friday night. Move on. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> right. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> whilst, whilst we all grab a beer each and a pint of scotch, let's move on to the last story of the military news this week. And uh, who should we get to take? Uh, obviously, Grant can't, because he has, can't see the show notes. And Matt's busy downing a bottle of something interesting
2: there. Uh, Nick, would you like the last one there, the uh, cool. MC-30 story? Yeah, I've not read this one, so let's see how we get on. Um, So, a NASA C-130 Hercules successfully made its first flight to Antarctica on Sunday, delivering the galactic, extragalactic, ULDB, spectroscopic terahertz observatory, (laughs) which is known as Gusto, or Gusto uh, for short, um, to the McMurdo Station. According to the space agency, Gusto is set to launch aboard a long-duration balloon campaign in December to map a portion of the Milky Way uh, and near large <laughs> Mega, um... Magellanic Cloud. Large Magellanic Cloud. There we go. We got there in the end. folks. Um, The NASA Wallops Flight Facility, based in Wallops Island, Virginia, spent nearly a year coordinating the 26,400 nautical mile round trip that required an extra pilot and flight engineer to manage 90 hours across numerous time zones. From international clearances with agencies, cargo configurations with NASA's Balloon Program Office, logistical support with the National Science Foundation at McMurdo, to a specialised training on non-traditional navigation systems in Antarctica. The Wallops Aircraft Office developed an extensive plan to safely deliver the intricate science payload, NASA said. The journey began on October 17th at Force Cavazos, Texas, while the Gusto Observatory and members of its instrument team were loaded into the heavy-lift cargo aircraft. Additional stops to service the aircraft and for crew rest included Travis Air Force Base, California, Hickam Air Force Base, Hawaii, Pago Pago, American Samoa and Christchurch, New Zealand, before finally reaching McMurdo, Antarctica, a mere 800 miles from the South Pole, NASA said. Said John Baikura, a Wallops research pilot on the Gusto mission, we work very hard to make sure that we execute the mission at a high standard of technical competence and professionalism to maintain NASA's international reputation. NASA's Wallops Flight Facility Aircraft Office personnel pose after the C-130 aircraft delivered the agency's uh, Gusto payload to McMurdo Station. I don't know if Matt's got the the picture there. No. But uh, how cool does that C-130 look? It's not only is it so for for audio listeners. It's a it's a Hercules that's basically painted. It's not in grey. It's entirely white, and it has a lovely blue stripe with the NASA logo on the side, and it looks awesome set against the the white backdrop of Antarctica. That's a, that's and such a cool thing.
3: This is not a, a military story. It's a civilian one. It's NASA. It's uh, you know aircraft operating at McMurdo, which is a research base, and so on. So yeah. There you go. What a way to oh, end I'll, the military session.
2: I'll, I'll <laughs> defer that this was sent to me by, um, by Armando. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He's before, really. Captain military. <laughs> really good story. It's great. But just noting that for people who don't like
3: the uh, military se- section, not saying hi to uh, Captain L and Niv here at all, um, you know, <laughs> this was a really good story, and it's just in the military section, but it's, um, it's one of those hybrid ones.
2: Yeah, so it's very yeah, civilian. It's cool. Even Neville would have liked this one, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's otherwise engaged. He's too busy. Yeah, uh, too busy. Um, um, getting all Sick. shook up, I think. Getting yeah. all shook
0: up. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're yeah. Talking well, about NASA livery. <laughs> uh,
4: NASA have had their DC eight out this week as well, which you don't see flying very often. Oh,
3: beg your pardon. Still flying. <laughs> is yeah. that the one? Is that the oh, one that leaves
4: smoke trials? Uh, no, because it's been retrofitted with CFM CF sixes. Oh. oh,
3: okay. It's it's the one that actually goes up and sniffs the atmosphere oh yeah uh, they have yeah. a lot of atmospheric sampling stuff on it
4: yeah that it's nice. been out this week there you go see i do like some but well, it's not military like grant said yep it's hybrid <laughs> it's nasa cool. It's hybrid. i love <laughs> it's
1: that. government
3: yeah no fair but this is the cool.gov not the boom boom.gov right um <laughs> i'm scared this is it's the things that you learned about the universe from
2: as oh, opposed to, you know, disassembling people right. rapidly, uh, right. and rapidly. Okay. Yes,
1: I'm with yeah. you. Yes, Can anyone okay.
2: else have a go at that, uh, pronouncing that word that I just couldn't get my head No, from. much more fun. Much more fun to yeah. leave <laughs> That's the one. We normally the leave them for clouds.
3: Carlos. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, uh, I, I know how to say it because you see them down here in the, in the southern hemisphere. So I grew up knowing about the Magellanic Clouds. Right. And it's also as in Straits of Magellan. Yes, so the same uh, dude.
1: Bless you, my yeah. child. Uh... Thank you. <laughs> Salud. <laughs> Indeed. Well, there we go then. That is the military done and dusted.
0: I know, that is the military done and dusted. And uh, it's time for uh, to draw the winner for our book giveaway. Uh, last week, Nev... Uh, set the question uh, for the book giveaway. And I know Matt's got a picture of the said book that we are giving away this week, which is a rather interesting book, I will say, because if you are a lover of the Haynes manual, I know I used to have one for my Mark II Escort, 1977 Mark II Escort, back in the day when I first started to learn to drive. Uh, this is for the Avro Vulcan, the owner's workshop manual. And believe it or not, it does actually show you how to uh, do an oil change on a Avro what? Vulcan. <laughs> But, uh, but who?
1: <laughs> That's nuts.
0: It is weird, isn't it? Uh, but we've got. Uh, I've got the hat. I went. Oh, let oh, oh, me just. Okay. Went, we went and to... grabbed. Went and grabbed the hat here. Nearly dropped it. Then, with I don't know if you can see. There we go. With the names in the hat and. Um, so the question we asked you was, who was, or what Nev, the question Nev asked was, who was the detachment commander of the Royal Air Force's Vulcan Force on Ascension Island? Now, we did have an incorrect answer, Ooh. bizarrely enough. It's not very often that happens, uh, but we did have correct answers as well. So they're in the, they're in this, the Skydive Carolina hat. There we go. And I'm going to pull a name out of uh, the hat here for the winner of the book this week and the name I'm going to pull out here is let's have a look here there we go this week's winner is Jake Castle there we go Jake you have won the Avro Vulcan book this week that one is for you so if you want to get in contact with us send us your uh, best uh, address to get that book delivered to Uh, We'll get that sent across to you ASAP. Now, moving on to this week's quiz and... uh one of our chat room uh, viewers at the moment who's in the chat room very kindly sent us over something to give away as a prize this week. And it's safe to say it's, it's, it's definitely different. It's not, it's not something we've given away on the show before. And uh, a big thanks to Richard, who's in the chat room at the moment. And Richard sent us over these. I'll hold them up for the benefit of those you're watching in YouTube world. Uh, but this is a set of safety cards uh, from Astraeus. Uh, Airways. Uh, with the 757 we've got the uh, 737-300 and 737 And these are all safety cards, and they are absolutely immaculate. These are like brand new cards. There we go. Oh, my, you can't really see there because my green screen's on, but <laughs> you can see there these are half proper actual safety cards from the aircraft i love i love here it says look look don't remove from the aircraft outrageous outrageous but we have all three of these to give away as a prize this week or for next week on the show Uh, So all these three of these could be uh, um, uh, gracing your your shelf at home and i I must admit when richard said about having these as a, as a, a gift for myself i thought well the wife might say something about that. So we decided, Richard, very kindly said... Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. You <laughs> think she's going to have something to say about you having three pieces of folded cardboard versus yet another engine part attached to your fricking wall? Oh, I know, I know. He says, you with out. an arbor... You, you-
4: you could have just said they were given to me, but I decided to give them away. And we thought, I oh, saw so benevolence. Uh, because uh, the real yeah, reason yeah, yeah. you're giving them away <laughs> yeah, is because the wife will go mad.
1: Yeah,
3: she will absolutely Lovely. You could well, always laminate well, them and make them into plate, you know, dinner mats. <laughs> 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 I know somebody's done that. Wow, okay. Yeah.
0: But we we do have uh we do have these to give away next week. And uh, I think this week, beans is Nev's not here, uh, we and Andy uh I think we'll get Andy to read this week's uh question oh. to win the cards. So Andy, for the benefit of the listeners, how can they win this week? What is the question to win these cards this week? Is it yes. is it's an interesting so, question? It is, it's a good question. And I know the answer because I was actually flown
4: by this person on a stress once. Uh, the question is which legendary rock star was a pilot for a stress? So that question again is which legendary
0: rock star was a pilot for a stress? Now don't forget answers via email only, not in the chat room, not on Facebook, <laughs> not anywhere else. Answers via email. Podcast at plaintalkinguk.com is that email address. Send your answers too with a chance to win these amazing cards. And thank you very much again uh, to Richard for sending these over to us uh, to give away as a prize this week. And like I said, they are absolutely pristine. These are like brand spanking new. And we'll make a nice uh, shelf adornment for any Av Geek out there who may have loved uh, the seven three seven three hundred and 700 and obviously what we were talking about them earlier the 757 200 as well so there we go get now, your answers in
1: now before we start wrapping up and doing socials and things like that Carlos, uh, we've been sent a picture have we not, uh, of what I can only describe as a rather disturbing morphing
0: yes <laughs> yes yes alex uh sent us a picture that uh he took earlier of uh his yeah. screen his tv yeah. screen at uh, home and uh well he took it and it's of well i don't know what you could describe it so it's kind of
3: <laughs> it's,
0: it's, <Coolful>. it's
1: <laughs> a horror movie backdrop <laughs> i don't know quite what it's, happened there it's <laughs> that's
3: just Wrong, it's
1: guys. Just, As it's as it's busy switching from, it's obviously a zoom was switching from one operator to another, and for some reason we've got a bit of a, 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 a talk about taking it at the wrong moment <laughs> It's like you know, behave, kids, or this will be
3: visiting you tonight. Yes, it's like, absolutely. This is horrific.
1: Yeah, we needed this three days ago as our Halloween backdrop. I think that's what. It's,
3: <laughs> uh, that's what it's probably a hangover from. Yeah. I,
1: indeed. Uh, for those listening uh, online, well, we'll perhaps post this picture if uh, Alex doesn't mind, but. Uh, it's <laughs> Essentially, it's a, a, a morphing, shall we say, between Grant and Carlos. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's just wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like,
0: it's like something from that, that program, Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah, Remember yeah, that one yeah, from yeah. the 80s?
3: Made by Anglia Television back in the day. <laughs> the caption in this is now going to be I Drank What?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely there you go that's your caption speaking this of for this week
3: it's, it's like one of those moments when the uh, transporter beams overlapped and two people became one. Ooh.
0: Ooh. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah disaster
3: anyway enough nerd chat
0: Twitch. enough nerd chat right we're going to start to wrap up the show he says uh, appearing on an aviation show, yeah. I know <laughs> like enough nerd chat what two hours into an aviation show <laughs>
1: yeah a yeah, yeah, bit late yeah sorry
0: <laughs> so don't forget competition next week uh, we'll be the, uh we'll be putting name out of the hat to win these, uh, so get your answers in more details, I'm going to pop that on socials this week as well, for those of you who might have missed that uh, on there, we'll pop it on the socials as well, so get your answers in, and don't forget all, all about the socials it's, uh, let's have a look quick look here, how can you get in contact with us? Well, Facebook, Twitter Instagram, search social medias for Plain Talking UK, uh, or don't forget also that WhatsApp number, if you want to have your picture on the green screen behind me here, or behind Matt, it's plus four four seven five seven two two four 9166 you can email the show with your competition answers it's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com and our website is all the W's.plaintalkinguk.com, where you can find links to our shop where you can get yourself a PTUK mug and a military grey mug as well. Yes, they're on there. Uh, plus our T-shirts as well you can find on there to purchase. Also links to Patreon and PayPal if you want to become a supporter of the show as we appreciate that every month you guys and girls out there who help us as well. So that's about it. Going to say a big special thank you to the legend that is from down under it is of course Grant McCarran for joining us on the show this evening. Grant, it has been a hoot having
3: you on. Thank you for allowing me to join. Um, you know, not not at all because I've bribed producer John with an RX7 ride after this. <gasps> um, so yeah, taking him in the old Series Two 1982 RX7 if it'll start. But anyhow, um, yeah, so it's good to be here uh it's an early morning so no booze for me boo uh but yeah thanks for letting me on it's been a lot of fun and great to
0: catch up with you folks again and where can people find out more about the great little uh project that you and steve have got going
3: oh uh, the little thing called plain crazy down under so plain crazy yeah plain crazy down com. because remember folks it's what's down under that counts it, there we go.
1: Well, I mean, there my mantra go. for
3: life frankly uh, the
1: um the, you did i don't I, I, have i told you this i don't know is it is uh, did you know that your podcast is the first ever podcast that i
3: ever listened to ladies and gentlemen i apologize now <laughs> to the people of the world I am so sorry that we helped start this.
1: No, 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 no. no, no. (laughs) No. Yours was, I was like, I don't know what a podcast is. I think I should find one. And yours is the first one that I found.
3: (laughs) And he went, I'm never listening to a podcast
1: again. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only one I've downloaded to this day.
3: Uh, (laughs) All they talk about is beer, Vegemite, balloons. Oh, oh, Vegemite. I love Vegemite.
0: (laughs) Anyway, before I work
3: here, is done, folks. I can yeah. relax now. We have, hey, hey, you guys have Bovril, all right? There's people over in the UK who love Bovril. It's, it's, a be- it's basically gravy. Oh, it's You're
4: been... just drinking a cup of gravy. <laughs> yeah, that's far better than yeast. The well, only thing quite. yeast no. should be in is bread and beer. That's
3: it. <laughs> no, but that's just it. You, you put it on your bread to recover from drinking too much bre- beer. It's oh. great.
0: Oh my word! Anyway, also we're going to say a big special thank you as well again to the awesome Andy who's joined us tonight. And uh, Andy, we're going to have to get you your own uh, hot seat soon for all that's, these. That's uh, two weeks in a row now. I know. Yeah. yeah, we definitely owe him a mug or something. We though. we owe him yeah. something, don't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Andy. It's been lovely to have you on as always, and especially with your input as well. It's been great on the show. So oh, thank you very much. Fun say a big thanks as well to nick as well He's uh, been uh, busy this week putting chucking stuff together for the show notes so thanks nick with all those stories and also the ones with the difficult names to pronounce
2: because we do love those <laughs> sorts of stories so thank you nick yeah i normally give those to you carlos it's been oh, a bit rushed I know. this week i've, had I to, know. I've had, actually had to be doing my day job i've been a bit busy awful so, awful uh,
0: yeah oh, and we're going to... isn't
3: so
2: and we're also going to say a
0: big thanks as well to producer John as well, who I know is not too far away from Grant. So thanks, John. I know you can, you can hear me in his earpiece. Bless him. His way. There he is. Thank you, John. And also... An arm, He
1: lives! Not forgetting,
0: <laughs> not forgetting as well. Uh, Matt as well over in the PTK Masters. Hang on, suite you're not allowed to finish for... just yet.
1: For some reason, for... I've been given. I've been told I've got to look up something. Hang
0: on, do... Oh wait, <laughs> Anyway, thanks to Matt as well for pushing all the right buttons in there. Now, don't forget, we'll be back next Friday uh, with the next live show at seven o'clock here on YouTube, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, Nev will have some stories to regale us with of his travels. Uh, over to uh, the Canary Islands, (laughs) so all being well. Matt's just having a moment. He's had far too much uh, water this evening. Uh, I am looking forward to
4: hearing from Nev about his travels on B Cheap Beer. Oh, On Eurofly? Well, no, he's fly- yeah. he flew with Euroflyer, which is the cheap arm now of BA. So right. I'll be interested to okay. see what he, yeah. what he has oh, to say. Oh, they
3: have a, a, an arm of cheapness as opposed to the whole damned airline. Okay, cool. Oh! Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Nev's well, listening.
0: Nev is it. listening, you know. He yeah. is
3: in the... Yeah, I was just waiting to hear just how his uh, lovely Mrs. Nev reacts when he starts choking over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's sure, listening can, to Pina
1: can, we, can, can yeah. we wrap up now please <laughs> right
0: <laughs> that is where we are going to bring uh, episode 478 to a close of the show thanks to all the chat room you lot have been blooming lovely tonight in the chat room so hope you all had a good time tonight don't forget to join us next week on the show to bring you more fun entertainment of the aviation persuasion. So for me Carlos here in the home studio from Matt in About the PT 10 pain, master suite studio from Andy from Grant from Nick and from john as well. Have a great weekend. We'll see you all next week and say goodbye everyone. Bye-bye,
1: Bye-bye, everyone. Bye bye everyone. Bye everyone. <laughs>